Yo, it's Miles Brown. Welcome back to Business Casual. And today we have Heem back in the building. Yes, sir. Our topic today is, well, looking at the, the, the election, politics. Today is election day. Today is election day. And it's it's a weird energy in the air when you talk to anybody because... You, everybody knows what they want to know is who you voted for or did you vote or, you know, it's going the topic is going to be top of mind voting. And honestly, for me, I'm more so thinking about, well, what happens after the vote? Because granted, yeah, you're going to vote. But once the elections are in, what do people really think is going to happen? That's what I want to know. Like, what do you really think is going to change for your life? What do you really think is going to be put in your favor on either side? You know, and I know a lot of people have a lot of stake in one or the other, but I would like to see more policies that actually truly help someone. And I don't see that from any point of this. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I uh I really just don't see the point in a lot of this because you know regardless of who wins whether it be Trump or Biden I think that um the grand scheme or the great work is going to unfold it's still it's still going to 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 show itself still going to happen um and a lot of people are unfamiliar with the term the great work you know what that means right yeah i know what it means (laughs) (laughs) of course we know what it means um so the great work is basically a uh a plan that has been set forth for humanity by the select few. And during this time, you know, certain plans and prophecies have already been, you know, put in motion and are, you know, on the pathway to happening. If everything continues, you know, on its course as it is now. And after the great work is finished, uh, a lot of us will be dead. A lot of us will be dead. Um, The human population will be nowhere near the population it is now. It's around like what? Eight trillion in the world population? No, eight trillion. I think it's eight trillion. I thought it was like six billion or something like that. Well, no, no, no. It's more than it's really. Yeah, in the world, billion, billion. Okay, maybe I was yeah misguided with the trillion part. Maybe it's like eight billion. Okay, maybe eight billion. Okay, six. I okay, think let's it's, go with seven. The six to eight billion. So let's go with seven. So let's go with seven. Okay, we can so go we're gonna seven. say seven billion. It's going to drop to what was it 
500 million. million. Yeah, 500 million. 500 million. Now, for those who don't, <laughs> can't do that math, that is over 6 billion people that are going to die. You know, you could refer to this work on the Georgia Stonehenge, Mm. for those who don't know. Yeah, and I think sometimes uh, it's frightening to come into knowledge like this when you're new, but I think you need to understand that this is all in God's work. You know, I still truly believe that there is a God. You know, I truly believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And I believe that his life was a sacrifice here on earth, and it actually happened. Um, What I believe that happened... Welcome back to Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown, and I'm here with my boy... Raheem. And today's topic is before any financial decision, especially large financial decisions, the phrase that has helped me is I ask myself, I, first off, I pause and then I ask myself, Does this purchase align with my beliefs and am I being sold? If I'm being sold, don't buy it. Wait. And if I if it does align with your beliefs, take time to actually understand how this purchase is going to affect you long and short term. Thoughts. Okay, um, I agree. What I do before big purchases is I ask myself, do I really need it? Mm. And I get, it's kind of like the same, I think yours is actually better because if you're not being sold, then you know that you're buying whatever you're buying for a reason of your own. Yeah. And it's not because an external force is acting on your decision. Let me let me break it down even more. It's have you ever heard of get three quotes before you make a decision? Like they always say get three quotes. And you might get a high one, you might get a low one, and you might get one right in the middle. Yeah. I've heard of that, yes. For me, in business, any decision that I make, one of the the lessons that I've learned when I say, does it align with my beliefs, is am I in this meeting because my company needs this and I'm looking for it, or am I in this meeting because somebody scheduled a meeting with me I'm here, and now they're trying to sell me something. Mm. Oh, you're wasting your time. Am I wasting my time? Right. 
giving this person a financial chance in my life? Or am I sitting here talking to somebody that I sought out to actually better my business? You know what I'm saying? Because that those are two different types of spending, but they both can look the same at a meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't take the time to pause and reset and say, wait a minute, am I walking into this meeting because I feel my company needs this? Or am I walking into this meeting because somebody sold me into going to this meeting to listen to something that they believe might be good for my business? Those are two different meetings. They look the same. Absolutely. And basically, you want the one where you basically where you have a purpose in it. Exactly. Exactly. So that you can have control over what what it is you need to mutually benefit. From the deal. Not just that. Mm -hmm. Once you know whether this is something that comes from your belief, that's when you can actually get through three bids before you make a decision. Because whoever you buying from ain't the only person selling with what it is. You know, you getting from them. So if you take a look around and kind of see what the averages are, you can see who's giving you a deal. You can see who's probably trying to rip you off. And you can see who's fair. Hmm. And that's a much better way to uh, go about making financial decisions for yourself when you want to invest in either your personal self, like by going to school. You don't want to go to a school that's not really going to give you the results you want. So you got to ask yourself, hmm, does this school align with the beliefs of who I think I want to be in the future? If not. Don't sign up. <laughs> and let me tell you this. Just because you said that. If you do not plan on being a doctor, lawyer, or some type of engineer, you don't need to go to school. Maybe a nutritionist. But that's if a doctor. You are, if you that's are not planning to be a doctor... A lawyer or some type of engineer, you don't need to go to school. Unless you want to be an English teacher or something like that. You don't need to go to school. To teach at at, at high school? I mean, if you want to maybe be a professor, you may have to, you know, do some schooling. Okay. But... You don't need a degree to teach. You don't need a degree to run a business. You don't need a degree to teach. You don't need a degree to create something, build something. That's true. Man, if only I knew what I knew now back then. You would have went to engineering or something or finance or you wouldn't even have went. What would you have done? I love to hear that, those those stories, because you still. All right, cool. So if I, well, I wouldn't go to school. I wouldn't go to school because I know now that 
I can basically I, I wouldn't have the debt that I have. Not saying like that's holding me back, but I could have just you know started working. I could have just started working. You would think that going to school and getting a degree, because what you were told is that having a degree will make you have a wealthy leg up. Or, yeah. No, not even wealthy. It's a just that up. coming You're into right. the You're workforce, right. you will have a leg up in your profession. And that is a bunch of bullshit. It hasn't been performing that way for a while. And so, and now, that you know, it's I know people now with two degrees. They can't get a job. Who still, yeah. Can't. I mean, because what are those degrees in? That's what you would have to ask them. Like, because you ain't got two engineering and degrees. And that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you ain't got saying. two science and technology degrees. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> ain't no way you ain't making no money. Oh, no. Nah. you are not in one of those fields, which, like you said, engineering. Engineering, IT. Math. Math. Which is uh, which is really all included in engineering, exactly. Oh, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer, scientist, you know, biochemist, like you said, you better be doing something where your knowledge is like really worth something. There is, like, you don't have a leg up. You come back out and you have to either just find your way to a system like anyone else, or you know, just start your own thing. Yeah. And, you know, just going back, I wouldn't go to school because I wouldn't voluntarily put myself in debt because that's what society deems as right. Yeah. And that's what society, you know, just like, hey, you know, just this false expectation. Yeah. Yeah, reality doesn't always meet up with the expectation. Right, and so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to school. Well, the good thing is I, I'm glad that I don't really like uh, harping on the past because the truth of the matter is whatever you was going to do f- those years ago, even though with the debt you may have, you may have, if you really got on your your purpose and aligned everything where your money was attached to your knowledge and you just grew your knowledge and your money grew because you became worth more because of the knowledge that you possess. Once you get into that stream, you can pay back your school bills so easy because it's like, all right, I, I saw I saw what they what society tried to do. But the lesson learned from that is I'm not going to allow society to dictate my decisions going forward. I'm going to think clearly and say, how does this affect me? Meaning I'm going to do the whole pause and reset thing. And I'm going to say to myself, hey, does this decision align with the belief of who I really want to be or Am I being sold something? Because if you really look at the school system, you're being sold. Oh, oh I know. I I know. We we touched on that about you're common being... core learning. Man, we touched what? On that last uh, podcast. 
niggas in general studies. You can't be in general studies forever. At some point, you got to get into something. It's not even that. It's just like what's being taught and how it's being taught. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Definitely. It's It's what's being taught and how it's being taught. And it even comes down to who it's being taught by. You ain't lying. (laughs) <laughs> you know who's a better teacher than anybody right now? I, I don't know. YouTube. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like once you once you take your mind from like the way the system wants you to think about knowledge, you understand that wow, we have now a tool that will show you in video 4K somebody doing exactly what you want to do or something similar and they'll show you step by step how they did it now if you can't make it in that type of environment you just need you just need the tools in the you just need the that's tools it. you need that's the tools it. and a lot of times if you put together a brilliant business plan and you start on a small enough scale and you prove that that system that it can make money even if it's a drip a drop you can sell that idea to somebody who has big money and big interest and big land and yo you could blow up or you just keep dripping or you could just keep dripping until your drip is a stream that you can live off you know know what i'm saying right you just keep dripping right so it's it's you can do it either way Absolutely, man. And I believe one day we'll have conversations in much different circumstances than <laughs> current day 2020, you know, like, because yeah. I'm the type of guy that I'll wake up and if the calendar's right, I'll go to Japan. I'll just leave mm. and be back, you know, like. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> it does, man. It does. Japan's always been a, a place that of mine too ever since ever since I fell in love with Naruto Japan has been a big yeah I wanted to go to Japan ever since I fell in love with Naruto I was like I want to go to Japan and just experience it was real and then on top of that I think around that time like you know, you know the Fast and Furious that they oh, can't feature Drift? their junk. Oh, I was like, God, oh, that was yeah. my joy. I said, I got to go to Japan. And they got a homie out there that's still doing the, the Lamborghinis and stuff like, like Fast and the Furious. He's still out there living like that. I looked at the documentary of it the other day. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, that would be dope to see before I die, you know? I just, <laughs> yeah, but then it's like... I. I that like just those two things made Japan like yo I gotta go yeah, I gotta Japan go see major, I gotta yeah. go see the land I gotta go see the Japan I wanna go to land. Osaka I'm not just trying to go to Tokyo like I wanna go I'm gonna take a plane and go to different places oh, yeah while I'm I wanna out go to you know like like the castles or where they would exactly. have like In I wanna the visit the, I wanna visit the monks oh, hell yeah, yeah. 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 I wanna do yeah. all that shit over there most definitely most definitely so. Yeah, when I go, I'm definitely going to have a ball. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hop around. Yeah. Well, see everything. See everything, yeah. I, I also want to go to Africa, though. I'm not going to lie. Because oh, yeah. we a lot of people talk about all this different traveling. But if you black, I think you got to go to Africa, like, at least one time, you know, just to check it out. Mm. 
they say Africa now is, you know, it's like two different types of Africa. Like, you got Northern Africa, which is, you know, industrialized. And, and Eastern. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it looks like, you know, similar to what we would see here in America. Oh, you I know. know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But then they say, you go to that Southern tip, though. In a different situation. Whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. I like East Africa, like over in Kenya, uh, Uganda, Tanzania. Like, I would go to those type of places, you know, if I went to Africa. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's one of the, it's like one of them places where, like, if you research it, because I researched it's developed. Man, it's beautiful, you know, and people be faking on Africa. Like, Africa's absolutely amazing like it's the true motherland for real you know so famas ain't got views like africa like africa is africa for real but i'm pretty sure you know the same and like i'm pretty sure as in you know how, how beautiful it looks like though it's the same type like those are rich people you know that live in those beautiful homes most definitely. Like I'm it's pretty the same sure. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would think they would have, you know, a guards class, and yeah, class. Like, they yeah, would have the a class higher, system. Yeah, they would have, you know, suburbs and maybe some apartments that's small and you know. Yeah, the ecosystems is wild out there, man. And I don't know. I think yeah, that's a place that I would love to 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 travel. Like I. I'm really big on wanting to get to Kenya. Like if I can, I, like Kenya has been big on my bucket list for real. Kenya, Japan, oh Singapore too. I gotta get to Singapore while I'm in Asia. Wow. Why not? My man is just going on a. You might as well just. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rent you a little small plane, learn to fly yourself. Just be like, look, I'm uh, coming in for port. <laughs> I mean, but these gonna I, hopefully. They're going to be at different times, you know what I'm saying? Because I want my family to come out there and enjoy and have a good time. And oh, really, okay. like, you know, like, some of these places I'll go by myself probably, but I want my family to experience those things too, you know? Like, that's cool. Dip out to China, dip out to Singapore, and, like, really get them immersed in the culture to kind of understand what's possible. Like, my cousin went to China and found out that they was... Uh, growing plants in the dark and it was like producing fruit and foods like these different genetically modified like seeds and stuff that only grow in the dark Mm. wow and he went to china on like a school visa or something like that they had like some little contest he wanted and they went over there and they were just showing them all types of stuff that china got that we don't got and i'm just like Mm. When he came back, he was like, yo, it's, it'll blow your mind which where China is. And where America tries to show us where China is, it's, it's a joke. Like, their cell phone systems and stuff that they got out of there, they're blowing uh, a lot of the iPhones and stuff away, for real. It's just that America has the most money to spend currently right now per person. So everybody can have the newest iPhone. So it props the iPhone up like it's so big and so technologically technologically advanced but there are companies in china that have been around for years that have had that have that have access to five and six g technologies before we even it's even it's not even over here yet and they got it i'm tech bro they have tech 
They got tech, And I ain't bro. even talking about China. We got tech. Oh, we definitely got tech. It's just not given to everybody. Exactly. It's just <laughs> not given to everybody. Yeah, like, we got tech. It's just exactly, exactly like you said. It's just not given to everybody. And I think China's more liberal on who they allow develop things for them. You know, because China's going to get the money in the end because China is a... a they're a republic. A gross manufacturer. Yeah. So it's like, we don't care if you, you know, make a million X, Ys, and Zs. We know we getting our taxes. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, they're going to get something. They're going to get theirs. But it's just... Mm. It's just amazing, man. It's just amazing. It's amazing that, like, Seeing how much planning is, how much planning went into all of this, and I you know, know, seeing it, you know, actually like happen. Do you know what I learned today? You thought that King James was black? Yeah. Didn't I know that? Yeah, King James was a black man. He he got whitewashed in the Bible. He did. Like when people yeah. mention the Bible, and they teach they they. I think they always misrepresent him largely as a white guy. Yeah. They do. They do. But and and that's one of the ones that's like, like it just goes back to me like really saying like we're Moors. Like we're not black. We're Moors. Hmm. You know what the Moor was? You ever heard of Moors? No, that like I, I really? was just about to ask you. Like Yeah, man. The Moor M O O R Maybe I'm maybe I'm not thinking about Maybe I do know, but I'm not thinking about it right now. M O O R S. The Moors. Yeah. It sounds familiar. We were uh, basically the. Oh, what are we talking about? Because <laughs> our. I mean, you know how just tribes just branch off and mm-hmm. on and on. So we was in Africa, traveled up into Europe, and then we were. The black Jews that ruled over Europe. Mm. They were the Moors. Mm. And see, that would make 100% sense. Right. Because I was thinking. And bro, I just been reading a lot. Oh my God, I've read so much. And I was like, okay, so King James was black and he was a Moor. This book. As we, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, it's like, who else was whitewashed? So many people, so many people, are you kidding me? Even in our modern day history, so many people are whitewashed. Like, not even that far back ago, like, I'm talking like, (laughs) like 400 years ago. Like, uh, think about. Like, give me a person who is white, but you know is really black. Let me think. Let me Cause think. Because, like I said, I just thought of King. I was like, I was like, yo, this man it's a is lot black. of them. I it's... thought King James was white. Okay, let's do this. Let's do people well, in sorry. history. King James was a Moor? I thought King James was a. Man. You thought, and then learning 
Anglo-Saxon is also a reference to black people. Uh, how? Explain that. I would love to know. Why. I know, man. I gotta. I gotta remember. I gotta remember what I read. Let me see if I can find it. Don't record this. This is ugly, man. We just <laughs> <laughs> we done took the biggest break. I know how to edit it. I'll take care of it. I normally don't, but I will for this. Because <laughs> this is a good combo. sense and it's making sense because it's also what's happening today but it's i gotta read this shit (laughs) because it's like now that i'm think now that i'm like king james was black and so if he commits people if he commits writers to write the bible then it wasn't written by white people as we think right it was actually written by black people right Right. So how the fuck? So who are white people? Are they Canaanites? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're from the tribe of Canaan, and they're from the tribe of Esau. See, I gotta read. I gotta read, and I gotta like draw out some shit to make sense. Cause if I, if my assumption or my interpretation. So the Medici family was black. The Medici family. You remember them? It's hard to get through any school lesson about the Italian Renaissance without talking about the Medici family. What history doesn't like to talk about it that the financial ruler of Western world, Alessandro de de Medici, Duke of Penny and Duke of Florence, and commonly called Second Morrow, Italian for more, a term commonly used to describe anyone with dark skin. Oh, yeah, more. Was born to an African-Italian mother, a servant, and a white father who could later become Pope Clement Seventh. Wow. wow. So, it's a lot of people that were painted as white to us in history. Queen Charlotte Root, too. Alexander Pushkin, Beethoven, St. Augustine, the author of The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo, and it could go on and on and on, (laughs) honestly, but I think that's enough examples.
But um, we're gonna. Uh, he was the first ruler of Scotland and England. Who? King James. King James, right? England is also known as the land of angles. The angles. Anglo-Saxon. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anglo-Saxon means the sons of Isaac. Mm. See? The sons of Isaac. You see what I'm saying? And Isaac was great in the Bible, man. You see what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, bro. This wow. Is, this, and this is all about regaining the so-called land of God, which is what? Israel. And guess who's in Israel? The new one. The new Jerusalem. No, the false Jerusalem. From what my recollection was. Because it, the Bible says that those who are in Judea but say, but are not Jews... That are inhabiting the land of the people that have went put through Exodus, because we got <clears throat> we got shipped all across the world, you know. And they said that the true Jews would be shipped uh, across all corners of the earth and be enslaved for four hundred years. Mm-hmm. Only people that did that was us, because mm-hmm. there's no record of any other transatlantic slave situation other than the one that took. Jewish Africans and shipped them across the world to become slaves. And some of them got dropped off in the Caribbean. And some of us... Understood. It was along that whole coast. Yeah, that whole coast. I understand all that. And then it's just... Well, what else does it say beyond that? Uh, beyond that, it says that we would be... We wouldn't know who we were. That's a part of the prophecy that we would we wouldn't have no recollection that we were God's chosen people and that there would be a people that would be calling themselves God's chosen people. But they would be be, they would be posing as God's chosen people by taking like how they have like a five dollar Indian where a white woman would like purchase the rights to be an Indian and down they can get reservation land. Mm. Those Jews are converting to Judaism to get the perks and the land of Judea by posing as the people from the Bible, even though the true prophecy said that the people of the Bible wouldn't know who they were. So if you know who you are and you're back in the land before the prophecy has commenced, then (laughs) that means you're not the true Jews in Judea. Unless you have Unless you know exactly who you are. Mm. And mm. that's why God said that when he comes back, he will be coming back pleading for the for the for his people. And he'll be seated on the on the throne because the false Antichrist would would set his kingdom up in Jerusalem. And prophecy shows that the temple will be built for the Antichrist before the end of the world. And the temples have already been been made. 
So that means that the Antichrist is right around the corner from walking into the third, the holies of holies and calling himself the God of this world. And everybody is going to kneel and bow and be a part of the one world system that's tracked and chipped and everybody is on, you know. It say that? It doesn't say tracked and chipped, but it says that you won't be able to buy or sell without having the mark of the beast implanted in either your arm or your forehead. I know it says that. Who says that? Revelations. Who? Who says that in Revelations? Yeah. Revelations came through Paul. Paul wrote most of the, the, the New Testament. So it's fitting that he would write the end. Paul is an apostle. An apostle means that you saw Jesus with your own eyes and he witnessed and, and bestowed powers and wonders to you on earth. You said Paul wrote the New Testament. When did so? Joshua Paul was wrote after most Paul. of the most of the New Joshua Testament. happened after. Not, is it Joshua? I'm thinking of which book? Is it Joshua? Is it Joshua? Who was? Oh, Judas. That's what I'm thinking of. Judas after Paul. I don't when think Judas. Happened? I don't think Judas has a book in the Bible. No, Judas was a lost book. Maybe that's a lost book, but in the in the canon version, that's not a book. Um, neither is like Enoch. Yeah, neither is Enoch, and neither is. Even though in the Bible they make mentions of these books and in John the Bible too, right? Oh no, John is a book of the Bible. No, it's another one. It's a third one. Is Enoch Judas? It's another gospel. Oh, the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha. You never heard of the Apocrypha? Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's what I'm trying to think of. The Apoc the Apocrypha has all of the other books in the Bible, including the books in the Bible that were decanonized. So, Revelations. Uh, this is the intro to Revelations. The Rome Empire protected its economic and political control in spiritual terms. They called their gospel the Roman peace, and the emperor became their god. During this time, a Jewish Christian prophet named John. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Not Paul wrote Revelations. It was John. John was it was John the Baptist. That's what it was. John was living on the island of Patmos. He had been sent there as a prisoner. While he was there, John received a vision. John was told to write what he saw and experienced in that vision. 
What he wrote is called the Book of Revelations. The book was sent to the seven cities in the Roman province of Asia Minor. The main point of the book is to warn believers not to give up their true faith. It is a warning about evil practices and false teachings of the Romans. And the book is written to encourage them in, in their difficult struggles. The book of Revelations is in a style of writing called apocalyptic. That means it has many symbols or word pictures. It was a style of writing that was common when John lived. These symbols or word pictures tell about the secrets of unseen things in heaven, and they tell about what is coming in the future. These symbols or word pictures may seem strange at first, but thinking about the time in which the book was written helps in understanding them. It also helps to think about other word pictures used in the Bible. John's vision has four main parts. It begins with words of warning and encouragement for each of the seven churches. Next, a vision that centers on Jesus. They show how Jesus has saved the world and how he will bring justice. All the people and forces that rebel against God will be destroyed. Then it shows that Jesus is the true Messiah. Jesus will have the final victory over death and all his enemies. The vision ends with the promise that the faithful followers of Jesus will rule over the new creation. The book of Revelations also functions as the conclusion to, to the entire story of the Bible. John concludes his writing with other word pictures from the Garden of Eden. That was the first story in the Bible. Now John says that there will be a new beginning. He who was sitting on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Thomas. Thomas is Enoch, Thomas, and Judas. Yeah, Thomas is his book is not in the Bible. I don't believe. Thomas. Apocrypha, you know what that means? What? Hide. Hidden to hide. Wow. The Apocrypha. Why are they hidden? That's what you gotta think about. They may have different revelations that the Bible, the canonized Bible. Why? Why would you take out three books? It's How more than three books in the Apocrypha. It's just them three. And the ones that I'm not, what other ones? There should be other ones. The Gospel of Judas, the Gospel of Thomas, and the Book of Enoch. Nah, it's more. I'm about to look it up. Okay. We're going to the Apocrypha right now. Have you ever heard of Gnosticism? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's just a confused way of saying you're an atheist. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, here we go. King James Version, Apocrypha Version. Here we go. Ah, here's a book called The Three Holy Children. First Maccabees, Second Maccabees, Maccabees. Bell and the Dragon, Susanna, Wisdom of Solomon. Yeah. I heard it all. Uh, let me see. 
I even think Enoch is in is might be in the apocrypha. Oh, Joel, Amos. Oh no, these are in the Bible. Tobit, Judith, Esther. Those are not in like after Malachi. Yeah, Tobit, no, Judith. Is, and, Esther is Easter, because Esther is Ishtar. Oh wow! That dog telling you, bro. Like this, it go deeper than that. It go deeper than even what you. I'm telling you, bro. It's so much. Like you ever heard of Nagamandi? No. So Nagamandi was, or like is, like what they found to be like more manuscripts of the Bible. Mm. Like that they have found, you know, through, you know, still periods of digging and stuff like that. Wow. And so, yeah, like, like it's, I, I, I think it's a lot more deeper than what's on the surface. Absolutely. I think it's, I'm with you. I think it's a lot more to the point where. I posed a question that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Or at least I, I think it would. Well, yeah, it probably would. But, like, is Jesus Lucifer? That's a, that's a Gnostic belief. But it's what it says in the book. In what book? In the Bible, no, it does they're not. They're both referred that. to as the same person. They're no, both, they're not. They are. How? They're both referred to as the Morning Star. They're both referred to as the the Star of the Dawn. They're both referred to as He who fell from heaven. I mean, they both did come down from heaven to have a human experience. Well, Jesus Jesus has, had the human experience. Jesus has the keys to hell. To Hades. Who else has the keys that it mentions in the Bible? Lucifer. So I'm just thinking that maybe he just went by different names. The same thing, the same way God went by different names. You know, God went by Elohim at one point. He was also known as Yahweh. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, it's, like, it's a lot in this thing, man. It's a lot. And I, I'm very I, interested. I personally don't believe that the Bible teaches me that God, that Jesus is Lucifer. I personally don't. But if that's a path you need to search down, um, I guess you can get knowledge, but I believe that the word of God truly points to who Jesus is and who the devil is and how there's such a clear distinction between those two, because it also talks in the Bible about how Satan literally met with Jesus. I didn't say Jesus was Satan. You said Lucifer. I said Lucifer. 
And never the book never said Lucifer was Satan. It did. It said when when Lucifer fell from heaven, his name was changed from Lucifer to Satan because he had now lost his title and became the adversary of God. And that's what Satan means, adversary. And it said that he lost his name. He lost his name. His God changed his name from that day from Lucifer to Satan. So then why are then again Lucifer and Jesus both referred to? Because they both may have as the held morning star. They both may have held in heaven a similar uh place in heaven, but that may not have been the epitome of where Jesus was going to go. You know what I'm saying? Like that may have been where they both were at that moment. Cause like, if you look at heaven as a hierarchy, the way God, you know, as above in heaven, so below here on earth, meaning that God has a way of doing things. Satan has a way of doing things. You know, God has a way of doing things. The earth has a way of doing things. But when you're dealing with Jesus, when you're dealing with Satan, you see that Jesus has a way of doing things and Satan has the exact opposite way of doing those exact same things. So the devil would want you to believe that Jesus is really Lucifer because he wants to mock or become the exact opposite of God. He mimics every single thing that God does and he corrupts it for his own benefit. I understand how you're trying to make it seem like he's the antagonist. Well, not that he's the antagonist, but more so that he's the he is the deceptor. Like he like the Bible literally calls him the uh, father of lies. So anything that you find out about the devil outside of God's word is going to be a way to make the devil look better to you because it's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because only the true wisdom that's found in the words of God can dis can show you Hold like on. a say that say 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 repeat that. Repeat what? Just about the difference between uh -huh. Satan and God. Oh, just the last thing that you said, if you can remember. Um, that Jesus. I don't know how. How did I say it? Like, what do you? What did you hear that threw you off? It just seemed. It just seemed like you said, or that you were trying to. say that every that the devil is going to be like God he's going to try to imitate God uh -huh. in every way possible right and then you said anytime you hear that he acts anytime that 
the devil chooses to act outside of God's will. Well, he can't he can't move outside of God's will. Like that don't make sense. Well, it it does make sense because anything that the devil is commissioned to do, he has to run it past God first. So, right. Then that that don't make sense. It does make sense. He's the adversary of God. He's So he's why would trying he need to, permission? Because he's trying to create himself as God to take worship away from the living God. And God gave man choice. So something like the devil had to exist to prove whether man on earth truly loved the real God or if they love this false God that's posing as God. And God is giving the false God certain powers to uh, weed out the people who truly don't love him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what Satan is. He's a tool of God. Cause it was, it was in his plan from beginning to end. It was alpha and omega. Like, even if Satan believes that he's doing this great work, what's really happening so Jesus is, is a tool of God. Of course, but Jesus is God. Because there's the Father, there's the Son, and there's the Holy Ghost. It's a trinity. Remember, I know you've heard of that, right? Mm -hmm. There's a trinity. There's the Father, there's the Son, there's the Holy Ghost. The Father gave up the Son. Like, the Son said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my throne, my position of power. I'm going to become human, and I'm going to be an actual sacrifice to redeem the souls for what's going to happen to them because man has fallen, because Satan has been loose on the earth. So I'm going to go down, give my soul and redeem those people. So the son gave up his position and the father accepted that blood sacrifice and received the son back into heaven with more power than he even left with. So Jesus as a warrior left off his throne to redeem his people to come back even stronger because he knew the father had the power to restore him and do everything. And that was the whole plan. They try to paint Jesus as this weak person, but he's actually a warrior sent by God. He's literally God's son. He's literally God. He has all authority that God has. It's his son. <laughs> it's literally the father's son. You know what I'm saying? And then there's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus sent to come reside in us after he died and, and went back to heaven. And he sent the Holy Spirit to reside in us. To be able to understand how to connect back to him. So you think all of this is external. You think all of that happened externally. All of what happened. And see, I, I think I think the way that you take it is just a little too literal. Oh, okay. I think you take it for as it reads, which is cool. But then again, like I said, I look deeper into it. I don't, I can't see how 
how is Lucifer? You know what the word you know what Lucifer means? Illuminated. Right. The bearer of light. Mm-hmm. How is that assimilated with darkness? Because, if it's the complete let me, opposite. Let's t- let me tell you why. Because Jesus said that if a man's eye be full of light, his whole body will be full of light. But if a man's eye is full of darkness, his whole body would be full of that darkness. When Lucifer was... That makes sense. Yeah, when Lucifer was in his right mind in heaven following God's plan, he was light. He literally had his light extinguished when he lost his title of Lucifer and it became Satan. So that means that the same light that he can mimic is not powered by God, it's powered by himself. And it can only lead to utter darkness. So the light that you see in Lucifer that he's illuminating is really the path to to greater darkness. But it's a fake light. That's why he's the father of lies. Because the true light will expose the fake light every time. But if you've never been exposed to the true light, the fake light looks just as real as the true light. So, I'm sure you can see how that can happen now, you know, it's like a great deception. Like even like when you look at America, there's a great deception. God will show you that people are good. You meet good people all the time, but the system is corrupt. That's a false light. The system is posed as this thing that's supposed to save you and political structures and all of these freedoms and this, that and the third. But the more you get into that, the more darkness actually erodes out of your life. But when you separate from the system and you follow God, he is concerned about character development in you and being an upstanding citizen of God in his kingdom. And if you abide by that, most people who abide by that, they live great lives. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a coincidence. It's literally... I'm just trying to visualize it and make it make sense to you. Just your perception of everything. And like I said, I I just got to go and read it. I got to go and read it and just dissect it more. Yeah, I mean, because it's super clear, you know, once you really, like, look at it from 
once you know from Genesis to Exodus to Leviticus all the way to Revelations, like once you really walk with God through his true word and you actually like learn and because most people, they just think that they're going to just be reading the Bible as they read the Bible. You're going to be reading the Bible and learning about life because the Bible might have you look something up on Google right quick and then you find out some whole other type of stuff. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't understand. That's why I, I'm, I just don't understand some interpretations mm. because I'm like, how can this, how can your interpretation mean that? When when you go look up what the actual word means, mm -hmm. it means like I don't understand how again about like the whole like why would the Bible describe Lucifer and Jesus as having many of the same characteristics? Well, in the Bible it, it describes Lucifer as perfect at one point. So him and Jesus did have a lot of the same characteristics. And that's what I'm saying. So he gave why, his up. Why is it doing that? Right. And you also gotta think, so did Jesus. Like did, did But you Jesus say, gave it up for the right reason. The, the the devil gave it up to so he could do what he wanted to do. He even said that he wanted to usurp God and take and and sit above God, above God on his throne. Jesus didn't say that to God. Jesus said that I'm going to go down and die, lay my life down to save these people. And the father said, because you have done this, I'm going to make your name greater than anything on earth, heaven or earth. Your name will, will be greater than anything. So th these are two people with two distinct characteristics. One fell into jealousy of God. He, they said that Lucifer's wings were to cover the glory of God in God's own throne room. So he literally up close and personal got to see God for who he really was in the throne room. So imagine you looking at that and then you look at your reflection and God that made you perfect. You think, well, dang, why? if I'm perfect, why ain't the angels worshiping me like they worshiping God? You know what I'm saying? And he got full of himself. And when he looked upon himself, he saw no evil. And he, he became right in his own eyes and he tried to usurp God. And God was like, I can't have this in my kingdom. Cast him down to heaven. I mean, cast him down to, to, to earth. And then he corrupts man and he tries to get man to worship him. And he took a third of the angels with him. And those are his demons and the legion of people that he's commanding here on earth. And he's put them in different places and principalities over different areas of the world to control the way he wants to. That's why different areas of the world struggle with different sins. You go to Africa, it's a lot of witchcraft and, you know, stuff that's out in the open. So with you saying that, mm -hmm. doesn't that mean that spiritually the devil had control over the people who wrote the book? No. See, and that don't make sense. How can you say that if in the beginning, right, it was God, some angels, a specific, a specific angel, and 
the earth. Mm-hmm. The specific angel got jealous. And so God sent him down in a lightning bolt, right? Mm-hmm. Sent him down in a lightning bolt to where he now has control over this realm. Well, no, no, no. He didn't get control immediately. There was there was some something happened in Genesis between Adam and him that he lost Adam lost his dominion of the earth to Satan because they ate the fruit in the Garden of Eden. That was a play by the devil to gain dominion over the earth. Because before then, man had it. Man had the man had the dominion. And we lost it. And the earth has been on a downward spiral ever since. Has it? Yeah. Because think about it. As much technology and as good as you think your life is with DoorDash and all of that. Let me, let's be honest. I mean, just going through history. Like, has the world got, gotten worse in certain ways, it has. I mean, we've immorality. If you're going to talk about immorality, it we've has done spiked. the same shit. If you want to talk about morality, we've done the same. We shit. have. We you have. Can look There's history. nothing new it's under been the sun. War, right? Exactly. You're right. You're right. So if it hasn't gotten any better, it hasn't gotten any worse. We've been doing the same thing. Well, yeah, but this is the thing that I'll that I'll charge you with. It has speeded up access because of technology to how quickly you can sell your soul out to instant gratification. To how quickly men with free will can kill themselves. Exactly. So I'm not going to say anything has changed, but I will say that the... It's quicker to die. It's quicker to die, yeah. It's quicker to die. Yeah. The world has made it so that it's quicker to die. Because you can do anything. And again, is that the world's fault? No, I wouldn't say it's the world's fault. I think it's a corrupted man that's willing to hurt the planet. Like, how? Okay, we're cutting the lungs out of the earth by cutting down the Amazon forest and all of these places that supply half of the 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 earth's um, oxygen because these tree forests, these dense forests literally filter most of the earth of the earth's pollution through the amazon with the rain propaganda i don't believe it you don't believe that at all i think it's propaganda them cutting down the 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 forest i think as as like how you say america fools us Mm -hmm. yes i think it's propaganda the amount that they're saying no we're not touching nowhere near that. Okay. I, I mean, and I can give you that. Like, this, I, I'm not perfect. I can concede. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I, most of, like you said, most of the thing they get is just to believe shit, to think, oh, these bad things are happening. Yeah, when when you really go to the place, you're like, oh, it's this shit is love. nothing <laughs> like the fuck America has proposed it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you go to the fucking sa- safari... It ain't shit burned. <laughs> it's probably a couple acres somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But as far as like they say, seventy percent probably and see, not. And see, that's one of the things that I want to do, like with this podcast. Like, I would love to travel to the Amazon and really check out touch down, touch down, and see what the economics and like quicksand. It's not how people. It's not how they portray it on TV. Is it doesn't react that fast. It'll take a long time for you to. Yeah, you have to be. You have to stand there and just basically, you know, get let it sink in. Right. Okay. Like if you steady moving, you can get across it. I've 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 heard that there are some quicksands that are dangerous, though. Well, I, I, yeah. I you know I'm pretty sure you know yeah. it's some anomalies. I'm sure, but like you said, the way they show it on TV and cartoons, it'd be like it's like oh, real spongy yeah, sand. Yeah, real sponge. Like it won't crack. It's just really it's like a water bed mm-hmm. of sand. And it just keep sucking you in. Yeah, yeah, unless you know, just keep moving. Keep moving. Feel like walking on water. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I just got a lot. A question, man. Just breaking things down. And you know, we fine. just trying to figure out life. Yeah, I know. And and that's why we come to business casual. We just talking business casually. We talking about God casually. We just talking casually. Casually. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you guys for tuning in and, and listening. And yes, uh, we'll catch you next week. Kelly go. Peace. Yo, if you like this podcast, go to killego.store to support the merch. K-I-L-L-E-G-O dot store and purchase something to keep us going. Appreciate you. Peace. Welcome back to Business Casual. It's your boy Miles Brown. Back in here again with my boy Raheem. And pre production went pretty good today. And we're going to just throw it in Raheem's hand. <laughs> He's just going to throw me to the woods like that. Um, So I got Miles excited today because I've just been uh, reading more about of the Bible uh, lately. And. By me reading more of it, I've been able to connect it, you know, from the people who's, you know, teaching me it, connect it with uh, current world events and how the teachers, you know, break down the scriptures and things like that. And, you know, it's just got miles, you know, very excited. And so what I learned today was how well what I learned today was about John and John was considered a prophet and he was the only prophet and he went by the title John the Baptist and what John did was out call a woman who was married who was having affairs with multiple men he like called her out on her shit 
and basically said she was a hoe. And she had her ego so inflated and like society at that time was I, I don't even know. I, I I was just I would just would say like confused that um they shamed him, John, for calling the 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 lady who was having who was really doing wrong out. And so the I, I'm not sure of the man who was I'm not sure of the man who was teaching this, but he related that to how censorship is playing a big role in today's society and how from birth, from childhood, a lot of us are told to keep certain things on the hush and to not speak out badly when things aren't happening the way they're supposed when things aren't correct like if you're a wife you're not supposed to be out here sleeping with other men you know what i'm saying and you know some people call that adultery some people call it infidelity they have multiple words but the point is that it's wrong you ain't supposed to be doing it and when you call somebody out on something that's wrong yet you're the one who's being crucified for it is like a perfect example of like what is in our society today so like in our society you can't call someone what they are without having a repercussion from other third parties like you can't call a fat person fat without other people shaming you for calling that person what they are i can't call a gay person gay or else i'm a homosexual i mean unless i'm uh i'm a homophobe homophobe right i can't call you know i can't say that i I don't like transgender people and or let and then i'm called a uh a you know a not a homophobe but then i hate a transphobic there you go Mm mm-hmm I can't call a girl who sleeps with a lot of dudes a hoe. No. Or then I'm shamed for it. And it was just so revealing to me how, again, such a book and history itself, you know, could relate to today. You know, yeah. to it, it, it's so contemporary. But see, but see, that's when you see the power of God because you can actually see how once you take yourself out of it and actually look at the Bible for what it is, you understand that God has seen everything happen before because he's God. He knows everything. He knows all. So when he wrote the Bible, he wrote it even in a time so far away. But he wrote it in a way where it exposes the nature of man. Absolutely. To to man. 
And that's why it's the basic instructions before leaving Earth. Because if you don't understand the value system of God, if you don't understand like what He rewards, what He is ashamed of, what He does not like, yeah, then, if you, it's like if you, yeah, if you just don't understand like the law. Yeah, if you don't understand the law. If you don't understand the law. And we're free from the law, but at the same time, the law isn't bad. You know, the law is to keep us from being harmed. You know, like if from every, us harming from ourselves. From us harming ourselves. That's what the law is. Exactly. And it's like you're free from the law. You're free to harm yourself. You are. You are free to but do it. But we have been tricked we have been manipulated well we've been socially engineered yeah we have that the engineering process that it takes to supplant the idea that right is wrong and, and wrong, wrong is, is right, right takes a very smart and clever inception that goes you know we talk about inception here all the time mm -hmm. so when they put that thought or idea in your mind and paint it as well dang I, I i know this is bad but the way they're portraying it in this media or in this film it looks good it, and, it's and like if, how could it be so how, bad Yeah, how could it be so and, bad and it's because you don't know the repercussion yeah you don't know the repercussion and we're see we're living in it we are living in the in repercussion. The we are living in the real. Oh, and what? Uh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> um, another thing that the guy said. Um, was he said that? Men have. been weak and he says that men I forgot how he broke it down but men will be weak until the seventh day mm. the last day because mm -hmm. what, what he was saying is like men we, okay, okay. Oh, I got it. I got it now. So, when Jesus died, uh -huh. when Christ was executed, and all the disciples were executed, uh -huh. and he even, he didn't break down, but he even went in, into Judas. Because Judas, I learned today, committed suicide. Right. Mm -hmm. You said last time you ain't know that. No, I, d I definitely did. <laughs> I definitely did. Sometimes... <laughs> Cause when I asked you about it, you was like, "Like I know a little bit," but you was like, "I really ain't read that much because it wasn't in there." Judas, yeah. Well, Judas was the one who portrayed Jesus. When I asked you about all that, you ain't say nothing. <laughs> I, and what I'm telling you is, I'm sure I forgot. Is what I'm okay. Saying. So I definitely forgot. He even okay. So Judas committed suicide. Okay. So he was like, "Once men." I guess realize that they had no more leaders. 
men were afraid to die. Men became afraid to die. Mm, of course. Of course. So men have been doing everything to survive because we've been low-key like sick under addictions. Mm. And we've been putting uh 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 like we've been putting like our body before Christ. Mm. That's deep. And and yeah, and he was like, yeah, he was like, we we've like grown weak. And he was like, after we started to worship on like Sunday, mm-hmm. instead of worshiping how we used to worship, which I I think I assume was like every day. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And yeah, he was like, at that point, men did what it take to live, instead of living by Christ, even though they might die. Mm. And he was like, until the last days when men can't take it no more. Mm. Of course, because it's the last day. Yeah, and he said, he said, and it's because, right, and, and it presents itself. It will present itself. And you will have... Like he's like the book says, you know, either you choose to take it or you don't take mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and then then a lot of spirits will be just ready, ready. They'll be ready, yeah, ready to go. Like bust mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because then we they we because we can pour evil into you then. Because we we should have known. It's like it's like we've low key been brainwashed to think that we only live once. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's it'll make you so scared to just sit down and think. Cause you like, yo, we only live once. I, I gotta be moving, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Yeah, but but it's like to to also be afraid to die. Of course. So it's like you're you you don't really you you can't really do much. You don't really know what to do. You just doing whatever everybody says. You the just don't you doing what it takes to live. Mm. That's what you doing. Mm. You're not out here living how you not li- exactly living yeah. by Christ because you're afraid to die. Mm. And then you're not out here doing what you really want to do, or even on the bad end, because you're afraid to die. Mm-hmm. So you you lukewarm. Mm. Mm. And what did what did Christ say about lukewarm? I spit you out. I can't do nothing with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the times we had them where people will be. Well, no, he said there's the last days now. So he said now it's like you said it's one or the other. It ain't no more lukewarm, right? And he said you gonna be. Men will become strong again. Well, I'm. I want to always be counted on Christ's side. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's just like I said, how he was breaking. I was like, yo, this man, this man. 
He know. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like we and like how you were saying, like we don't know our history. Like, like I guess I'm just reading more into it, man. Yeah, the more you understand about it, the more you start to understand that it's okay. Like I'm like I said, I'm cool with what's going on, but the only thing I strive for now and what anybody should strive for is just a closer walk with actual Jesus. Like if you can get a closer walk with him, you'll get a better view of what's going on in your life. You'll get the right view for the first time. Hmm. And you'll be able to be able to use your body different because when I talk about view, I'm talking about really what you see out of your eyes. Once you if you if you care about Christ and you love him, what you see out of your eyes when you walk out your house and when you look at your phone and when you look at a computer screen, all of it changes through that filter because it's like Oh, this is God's filter. Like, yeah, he, he, he took. I the, see what you, yeah, you know I, what I'm I saying? see what you mean now. Like you, you, you've adapted just like a new type of walk. You took the God pill, the okay. Jesus pill, and well, you accepted Christ's blood as a sacrifice for your life. Once you do that, that's when you know, like. Everything is taken care of. God has me. He has my back. He loves me. He wants the best for me. He's putting me in the position that I need to be in. Become patient. Become still. And that's the hardest part for some people is to be able to get still, become patient, and lean on God and just trust in him that everything will be fine. So, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I had to run that back again. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, with, with just what you see right there, I might have to run that back. <laughs> I definitely feel you, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just want everybody to understand when listening to Business Casual that we're giving you a peek into how we think about the situation. It's up to you to fact check, see what we're talking about, look, and understand that information for yourself. Right. And like, that, don't don't be be an officer. Go research this. Don't just take what we are saying. You know, I never just take what anybody else says. I, I know for sure I don't. So. You got to get facts. Yeah. And you got to. You got to. I want to say find what's right for you. But I feel like you'll find out that finding what's right for you. Is wrong. <laughs> not on. Well, yeah. It's wrong. Because finding out what's right for you don't help nobody. When you find out what's right for God, he bless you so much, you can be a blessing to somebody else. You know, like when, when you good, okay, you good. But what about everybody else? You know, this, this like earth is a really, really bad and bad shape, you know, and we're in depravity right now, spiritual depravity. People are not who they appear to be on the surface. And a lot of them are looking to 
coerce people out of things. But there are some people that truly love God, truly care about your well-being, and their yes is their yes. Like when they say, yes, I'm going to do that, it's done. They mean it. They actually mean it. And, I, and they I, don't care about uh, a return. No. Uh -uh. It's more about your word than anything. So that's one of the things that I know about building a company is that giving your word to somebody is good as money. If you're going to back up everything you say that you when you give your word, you're going to do. So that's ever since contracts came into play. I was done. Contracts. Yeah. Think about it. Then you, it was a signature. Then it was a signature and a piece of paper. It was no longer your word. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And contracts, like a lot of people say, it say a lot between those lines, and it be, be signing shit away. Yeah, it it be verbiage that sound one way to you when you read it, but in legalese, it'll it'll trap you in some whole nother deal. That you didn't even realize you were signing up for. Absolutely. So, That's yeah. fucked over a lot of people in the music business. Yeah, definitely. A lot of artists lost a lot of money from, you know, pure effort and talent, mm -hmm. time spent. Mm -hmm. And they did not get... Uh, Nearly what they were supposed to get. Yeah. They did not get paid for it. It's a it's a dirty racket. It's a dirty racket. Wow. Well, yeah, man. That's, that was that was about my journey today. <laughs> my that was what I learned hey. today. And, and see, I hope hope that that helps somebody today. Peace. Deuces. So, welcome back to Business Casual. I'm here with my boy Raheem. It's your host, Miles Brown. We all over the place today. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Friday, if you can't tell. <laughs> and um, Heem in pre-production came up with, like, an amazing topic that came from an Instagram post that he had put up earlier. And I'm going to let him take it from here. So the Instagram post had one side that was, you know, targeted for women and one side that was targeted for men. And I'm going to say it again just in case the thing got in the way. All right. So the Instagram post had one half that was targeted for women and the other half that was targeted for men. And so the half that was targeted for men was to normalize helping women without a sexual connotation, which means that basically, you know, respect all women and not only the women that you find attractive or that you want something sexually from. Correct. You know, respect all of them and help all of them. 
Because that's like your dog. That's like me, all of them. That's like your job as a man. And the other half that was targeted for women was to normalize respecting men regardless of their quote-unquote financial status. And what that means is for a lot of women that are like that enact hypergamy because you know it it, it is it, it's become a thing you is like you measure a guy based on society's expectations of like where that guy should be how much money he should have and it's not just based on purely like if you like him like if you like the guy then just like the guy don't like the guy and then base it on, you know, what he can do for you. Just like the guy. Respect the guy. I mean, they should definitely take into account what he's doing. Yes. But, again, don't have these unreal expectations. Yeah, not unreal expectations. That's you know great. what I'm saying? That's and even then, why it's more emphasis on women. Please pay attention to what your guy is actually doing. And yeah, and then it's like respect that man. Respect that man. One hundred percent. But a lot of them don't know like how to respect that man. I know. It it, it wasn't taught. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't taught. Um, I see it a lot from... To respect that man means to submit to that man. Yeah, I see it a lot in, like, my household um, growing up. Like, my mother respected my father, but there were certain ways that she had that was like the culture, you know, like the talking back, the attitude, the withholding sex, the... You know, any mind game to kind of whoops a man into submission. Right. And And take the man out of his role. Exactly. Exactly. And it can be treacherous, you know. It truly can. Up close, I see what it does to men. And some of the most heartbroken men I know, the only thing they really want is for their youngin to get it together and get on their track get on a program they may have married too early they have married they may have married uh too ambitiously like they may have gotten a woman that was like really really all about ambition and they get this woman and she see you for what you got but her eyes can't stop wandering into other vanities that other men can propose that may have a ton more wealth than you, you know? And then that woman sees a hypergamous situation and then she monkey branches all the way up. And some men married women that did this to them, you know? That's because she don't know what love is. Right. Right. The concept of love is foreign to that type of woman. They don't they don't Jeez. understand yeah. like we building a legacy, we building a foundation, we building a forever. 
So if you just intrigued by the flashy, shiny things all the time in life, you're not for me anyway. Because real life got a lot of dark times and the shiny only show up every once in a while. So if you got to be surrounded by the shiny all 24 hours a day, that mean that actually that actually that shows me that you're a detriment to me instead of a positive. You're a bill. And you deserve the best if that's what you want, that's what you want. But as a real man out here trying to build something, I don't want to have to be looking at my wallet and like, oh dang, my wife spent a hundred grand last month. Oh, I should have been able to put that into a company or this or that. Like, nah, man. I definitely feel you. But then some would argue that, you know, maybe you just need a cheaper woman. That's true. That's true. And some would Very argue true. that, you know, if you want that then or or on the other side of the coin like you're just not working hard enough and it's like yeah 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 no (laughs) the fact is is that she should respect you for what you're doing of course but the